politicians are the virus. Yeah, man, maybe I am dumb. You think you're free? You think you're free just because you can't see the cage they keep you in? Fauci jerked off a pangolin, and now we all have COVID. It's us against them, guys. Get out there and spread that love and liberty. Let's go. Welcome to The Dad Presents. Thank you so much, guys, for spending some time with me today. Now, guys, be a pal. Share this show that you enjoy so very much with one of your friends. But man, I'm a weirdo and I don't have any friends. Well, hey, man, that's okay. I got you. Head down to your local bodega, get a breakfast taco, make friends with a Mexican, and then share this show with your breakfast taco eating Mexican friend. Raul helped build this organization, the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. (laughs) She's great. Guys, we got a great guest for you today. We have the huge pianist. Comedian Owen Benjamin, who Media Matters speaks very highly of. They call him, let me see here, Owen Benjamin is a far-right racist spreading hatred under the guise of comedy. And the quote, repeat the line. And the percentage of the men who do so, end of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political, or, or maybe precise. Man, those two are quite the trip, huh? Guys, look, Spotify, Apple, Rumble, YouTube, follow and share this show. If you aren't watching The Dad Presents already, what are you even doing with your life? What are you even doing? Share the show. Thank you. Actually, I don't know if I will put this one on YouTube because it will immediately get taken down because they don't like going Benjamin over there because they say he's racist and sexist and homophobic. He's not, but that's how they do certain people. All right. So before we get into the interview, how about a word from our sponsor, which as you guys know, is expressvpn.com slash the dad. You're going to get a VPN blocker for three months, three months. You jump on expressvpn.com slash the dad. You get three free months. You don't pay till the fourth month. That's amazing. So pause this show immediately. Go sign up. Pay your dues for, for this great content we put out for you. Pay your dues and help a brother out. Now, you don't want the CIA knowing you're going on your internet and, and Googling boobs. I know you creeps. I know you're looking at them boobies. Don't let the CIA know it. Don't let the FBI know it. You don't want Google know you're out there shopping for expensive golf clubs because then you go on Instagram and you're, you're getting targeted with these golf club ads and then your wife's looking over your shoulder and now you're in trouble because she wanted a new person. You're buying golf clubs. So get that VPN blocker, expressvpn.com slash the dad. Let's get into the show. Okay, you guys, we are with Owen Benjamin today. He's a hilarious comedian. He's a certified genius. He's a huge pianist. He's the emperor of his own compound, Bearteria. Now, you guys, before Hollywood became militantly woke, Owen was all over the place. But then he got canceled from Hollywood. He got canceled from social media. Even PayPal canceled him. Why? Um, We're going to find out. I'm not really sure. The best I can see is it's because Owen celebrates family values and self-reliance. And the left doesn't like people who take care of themselves and their family because if you take care of your family, then you don't need government. 
So go to owenbenjamin.com to learn all about Owen. Learn what he's doing out there in Barataria. Owen, thank you so much for your bravery. Thanks for sticking it to the man. And thank you for joining the show today. How you oh, doing? Thanks for having me, man. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've been I've been listening to you for years. Your, your story is fascinating. Uh, you got a new documentary on your website, Building Barataria. It's up in North Idaho. Yeah. Whole thing's amazing. Um, yeah. I want to play the trailer and then I want you to tell us about it. Okay. Awesome. The first thing we did was high five and crush, drink some milk. The second thing we did was uh, to put these eight by eight or seven and a half by seven and a half uh, beams up on the foundations that we laid before. The builder buddies that showed up were incredible. Great Odin's Raven Bear, who brings up everything you can imagine for a build. He brought up a fully functioning mill so we can make our own wood out of trees. Apparently, allegedly, wood comes from trees. Uh, there's nowhere else I would rather be than right here. I absolutely love Ursaria. We're in the middle of the woods, man. It's beautiful out here. There's, there's, you don't hear cars, you don't hear the, the civilization, the, the hubbub, you don't get none of that. You're just out here in peace. Feels great to be back. It's uh, definitely a reunion with uh, a great group of guys who become good friends to me. Uh, it's really rewarding to be back and see a lot of the same faces. I do think it's definitely good for America that Trump got reelected, just because you know, that the other guy was like senile. We took lime and it sat in water for three days. And then we mixed that in a three to one ratio, well, one to three ratio of lime to clay sand. And then a little bit of water to uh, make it mortar. Ooh, gravy. Some of these guys that feel totally alone, like their parents aren't relating to them, while their old friends are being weird. Like they can just find like-minded people and they can just start hanging out with them and they have meetups and they some of them started their own farmers markets, some are starting businesses, some have started families, some have already had children. And just how fast people can bond over that, you know? I almost feel like uh, like that's what the Jews did. The bears are a group of people that don't wanna complain anymore. You know, I used to do all these like right wing shows where every day it was like Scooby-Doo and it was the left was up to something again. And it's like, how do you keep blaming all your problems on a direction? You know, it's like, well, the left and we're the right and the up and the down. What about the Northwest? Oh, the Northwest is up to something. You, if you don't make fun of every group, you're, you're, you're putting them in a category of subhuman. Is the minute people stop making fun of giant white legends, I know I'm in a lot of trouble. Why don't you tell us what you're doing up there? Yeah, well, Bertai, we we figured out it, the best way is is to decentralize it and just encourage people to do local uh, community building. What we did with Ursa Rio, we originally were going to try and crowdfund this 300 acre commercial place, but we got enough to get um, like a 10 acre place for private <clears throat> get togethers. And so, as you can see, we we built uh, some cordwood cabins and had a blast and shot the dock. And as we're doing it, the reason we did it is because uh, the COVID stuff was uh, kicking in and people's weddings were getting canceled. And 
people's uh, churches were closing and all this stuff. And so we're like, we need private property to be able to do get togethers. And, um, and then I realized that, that community building, when you decentralize the best. And so we started having like bear meetups all over the country, all over the world. And we started our own um, app, app.bertariatimes.com, where it's like everything we wanted social media to be that wasn't. I was sick of just complaining about who wouldn't let me on. Uh, we realized that we had to build what we wanted versus just keep telling crazy people that we were right, you know. And so mm -hmm. we actually built it. And now it's uh, it's really flourishing. It's actually the most censored app on the Internet. Like we don't allow uh, politics or truth or stuff. It's only the good, the true, the beautiful. Like Our, our goal is that a five-year-old, if a five-year-old grabs your phone and scrolls through, there's nothing traumatic on it. And there's no, uh, it's just like none of the noise. It's, it's as if it's a world that we want to grow into versus the one we're fighting against. But I still fight against the, uh, the nonsense on, on like, you know, my unauthorized.tv and BitChute and I have all these burner Instagram accounts and stuff because, you know, it's almost like you go out there and you fight the culture war, but then you have to have a castle to come home to, you know? And so we've just been working on that. And, uh, and then, you know, a lot of people are inspired by it because this whole thing is a morale war. It's like just trying to get people to quit or become addicted to something or like, uh, you know, have despair, like the world's ending. I see a lot of that in the truther community. And so I I wanted to, uh, instead of a hill to die on, everyone's like, oh, a hill to die on. I'm like, what about a hill to grow on? Like, what hill do you grow on? Yeah. And so we've been working on that a lot. And so um, things are going well. You know, we have our challenges, but it's uh, it's a fun ride. Well, man, all that all that sounds beautiful. Um, all of our, our minds at pretty much, you know, when I was a kid, I was, I didn't know much about politics. I didn't pay attention. I didn't care. And that was like a healthy child lifestyle. Now politics is forced into everybody's lives, whether you want it or not. And I, and I really don't think it's healthy. Like it's even, it's in our sports, it's in our entertainment, yeah. it's everywhere. You can't escape it. So I love that you're creating this environment where like we're, you can be free of that. Uh, you kind of rattled off the app pretty quick. Um, Again, what is it and where can people find it? Because I know you can't get it in the, the normal places. No, you can get it in the normal places. That's why uh, we, uh, it, you can get it at uh, uh, Apple or any of those oh, okay. places. Or you can go right to app.bertaritimes.com. That's, that's one of the beauties of not participating in the circus is you can actually fly under the radar at these places because we don't, I see. We don't actually break any terms of service because I kept getting kicked off all these platforms because yeah, you sure did. You know, I was against uh, trans, the trans child movement. I mean, it it's just like these topics that are now now people are talking about it. Like Matt Welsh did that documentary about it and everything. But in 2016, no nobody was addressing that they were doing uh, you know these hormone injections to kids, and I was wrapped at CAA. I was fresh off a sitcom. I'd just been the, one of the stars of a TBS sitcom for three years. Like mm -hmm. I was a lead of a Netflix movie. Like, you know, I was a yeah. touring comic. My pi picture was on the wall of the Hollywood improv, you know, it's like, and uh, I couldn't, and I never cared about politics either. Like I never really thought about any of it. I just, it wasn't my thing. I didn't, but it was when they started doing the child abuse stuff is when I, um, I, I started caring and I was like, uh, that that's crazy. And so yeah. then they started, 2012 things really started shifting because I was showing people old commercials I've done that nowadays you wouldn't be allowed to tweet, let alone be approved by Southwest Airlines. It's like the world did 
change a lot. It didn't mm-hmm. used to be like this. And so I'm calling me stubborn, but I just refuse to change with it. I, I mean, I, I've gotten more family oriented and more, um, you know, more stable and less of a selfish person. But other than that, I didn't change that much. All the other comedians changed. They all were like, oh yeah, well, you can't make fun of, um, you know, Caitlyn Jenner. And I'm like, wait, wait, no, like an Olympic athlete just had a, the guy in the Wheaties. And I'm like, yeah. wait, that joke's off limits. Right. And so I did the, um, uh, Caitlyn Jenner was woman of the year and hasn't been a woman for a full year. I did that in a special in 2018, got banned from all these places, Patreon, everybody. Dave Chappelle does the same joke word for word. And he's hailed a hero because the difference is he normalized the pronouns. He said, she, see, this is how the devil Mm -hmm. works. Fascinating. So I did this joke where Caitlyn Jenner is woman of the year, but hasn't been a woman for a full year. Isn't that mathematically impossible? And so Dave Chappelle (laughs) said, Caitlyn Jenner, woman of the year even though she hasn't been. So the normalization of that worldview that you can change your pronouns was why they allowed him to do it on Netflix. And so, um, and then you see the whole thing crash apart. Roe v. Wade comes out. Now all of a sudden you need to have ovaries to be a woman. It was like, bang, it was that fast. It switched back. They're like, Oh, you can't have an opinion because you're not a woman. It's like, what's a woman that I thought you said a woman is whatever you want it to be. It's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. But not, not now though, because we're completely pathological. And so I realized that society can't function like that at all. That's why I got goats and start gardening. Cause I'm like, dude, if they start <laughs> making trucking racist or gardening or farming, well, they did. it's just like, everyone's going to starve to death. And now people are seeing it. That they're doing that. That's not, happening right now are. with the farmers. Yeah. 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 Um, I remember when they came after you for the trans stuff and it, it was so at that time, I didn't even realize they were like giving kids hormones. Like I'm all for adults doing whatever they want. I'm a libertarian, you know, make the choices for yourself. Um, but doing this to children is pretty wild. And you brought that up and they, they immediately went with the transphobia thing, which is crazy. Cause you always talk about how you're, you know, you're, you're a great pianist, right? And the huge pianist, I'm sorry. <laughs> and the person who taught you was a trans person whom you yeah. loved, right? Totally. So you're not, you're not transphobic. You're just pointing out what is clearly child abuse, but they came after you hard and I found it so bizarre, but that was like, that was like the, the first, uh, what is it called? A linchpin or whatever. And then it just cascaded from yeah, there. I wouldn't apologize. Yeah. Yeah. So then they just kept bang, 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 you know? Because I wouldn't say, oh, yeah, you're right. Because it's it's not what I'm not. Like right now, I don't know where this is going to play, but I'm watching my language out of respect. But what I'll never do is be forced to say something. So it's one thing to not say certain words based on the platform you're on. Like right now, I'd have an easier time touring in Saudi Arabia than America, which is absolutely insane. That's why. You know, and true. They're like, do not mock the prophet. Do not mock the royal family. And, uh, you know, you get to say F word three times. In America, it's like, whatever we say, you know, it's just madness. Like, you're not allowed to, it's like, oh, don't be uh, fat phobic or whatever. It's just, it, what it is, is if they don't like you, they'll, they'll legalistically find a way to cancel you. And so, um, yeah, it's wild. Never, yeah, but I would never be forced to say something that they're telling me to say. Like, I am sure. against the pronoun alterations because um, I, I'll never, I'll, I'll call Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, but I won't call uh, him a her. Like, yeah, I just yeah. won't be forced to do that because. Sure. It's compelled speech. And that's like actually speech, illegal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Compelled, yeah. I won't do compelled speech because I had a piano teacher, Lucinda, that became Larry. 
And so I understand gender dysphoria and I understand people doing stuff. And a lot of them aren't bad people. They're just like wacky. Like I would describe Larry as kind of almost like shamanistically weird, but like yeah. great teacher, but just mm-hmm. weird, you know, kind of like, um, like when, when Lucinda would teach me, it would be like, um, a whole story of the notes, like Leo, the whole note and Frederick, the half note, like very, um, right wing to a, a right brain to a degree that I don't think people can understand. Like everything was a story and mystical and fairies and all this stuff. And so that's fine. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. But that's not what her means. And so it's the same <laughs> with uh, gay marriage. It's one thing to have a civil union, but that's not what the word marriage means. Marriage is defined male, female. Now two guys can live together in a civil union and co-tax and all that. But you can't change the definition of words so much because then you end up in a world of nonsense. And it's not hate to stick with what a word means. It's like saying that this is gun, where it's like, oh, we're going to ban gun and it's this, it's a knife. It's like, but you just said gun. It's like, oh, but now that's a gun. And you're like, oh, so now you're operating just with pure tyrannical will. Like, yeah, marriage is to say that two men can't be married is not to hate those two men. It's because marriage is defined. And every dictionary in English for a thousand years is the same thing. And it's extremely specific. And so the thing, people can play these games all they want, but it will lead to famine, starvation and hell. I mean, we're becoming a Soviet. Yeah, because ironically, the way we're acting has already been done. It was the Soviet Union. I I studied in the Czech Republic and I was really uh, interested in centralized economies and how they always destroy everything. And so when you have a ministry of information, a ministry of economics, a ministry of right and wrong, that changes by the day based on what they desire, based on their corruption, everyone else suffers and the bread lines and the gulags and all that. And in the end of the day, all it takes is to not comply to that. And when people call you hateful, I know I'm not hateful. I'm not a hateful person. So it's like, it won't, I, I just won't comply to that. And if more people do that, it won't work because it's all wizardry spell magic. It's not you like only, you only need yeah. about 10% of the population yeah, to willfully exactly. say we will not comply to make a change. But unfortunately, people are cowards. Um, now, let me let me just say a couple things. So we had a gay wedding at my house. Uh, my wife's brother. I, I love the gays. They're wonderful people, whatever. I'll use whatever pronouns they want. Uh, my problem is when they start canceling people who won't number two. And right. when they start bringing this shit to our children. Right. It's a, my, my kid is 12. He has a little girlfriend in school. We're out in California. Uh, his girlfriend is bi. And he says, every girl in the school is either bi, all but five. He said, all but five girls in the school are bi or trans. That's not, that's not natural. That's not real. It's become a fad. Words have lost definitions, as Matt yeah, Walsh well. proved. They've lost definitions. And what I find curious is that with this cancellation stuff, they came first and hardest for the comedians, which is really interesting. Like you, you would think they would go after, I don't know, a more powerful group. But I think the reason they came for comedians is because when you joke about this stuff and people laugh and laughter's instinctive, like you don't plan to laugh, like something catches yeah, yeah. you, you know, it's true. You laugh. It makes fun of it. And when you make fun of it, you delegitimize stuff. And then when you, exactly. when you're, when there's no truth in what you're saying, like we have guys like Jimmy Kimmel and Trevor Noah, they're not fucking funny. They're just not funny. Oh. Um, and the mob, I think they've come after comedians for that point. Like you don't see them going after misisogynistic rappers or sexual abusers and athletics or any of that. It was comedian. Snoop Dogg made a porno. It's like, yeah. And then he's doing a halftime commercial. 
Yeah, no, the whole thing's complete nonsense. Complete nonsense. And, and the normalization of the gay stuff, this, this is coming from a guy who, like, my dad is, like, uh, had, you know, closet gay tendencies. And so I wrote this whole series called Gay Town in a gay world where you have to be a closet heterosexual to show, uh, you know, instead of the, uh, it was the Rain Bros was the gang. This is in, like, 2005, six. I made this, where it was, like, the tyranny of a world in which you had to be a closet heterosexual because I was being compassionate. I'm like, what if instead of Mormons, it's more mans coming to your door telling you you had to be gay, right? <laughs> and so, great, it actually happened. And so mm. then you have the tyranny of the gay movement actually started happening. And I was like, oh, at first I had this existential thought, like my jokes are writing reality, but I was like, no, that's not true. But I'm like, because we had a straight pride parade in the, in the parody, we had all this stuff. And I had a, a beard boyfriend named Pierce Del Mar. And I was pretending to be gay, even though I was never around. You know, I was just showing because I wanted my dad to feel loved. It came from, it wasn't from trying to normalize it in society, like what a lot of Hollywood is doing. It's because I wanted my dad to know that like, I didn't, you know, that he was a loved guy. That he didn't have to hate himself. That being said, cut to 15 years later. And it is that the rainbow, like rainbows, you're not allowed to put rainbow stickers on drugs because it appeals to children. That's a law. Mm -hmm. You know that rainbows appeal to kids. So it's like yeah. the rainbow flag uh, stuff is going at kids. Normalizing gay stuff is a normalization for children. Yep. Children are not sexual beings. I have four kids under seven. They're not sexual. They don't understand sex. Like if you're, if you're aiming, that's grooming, that's pedophilia to do that. Cause I'm against all sex. Ed. This is what I'll tell the gays. Don't think that I'm against you guys specifically it's sexualizing kids whether it's yes. straight or gay so it's like i don't believe in any yeah uh, like stop right there like you said yeah. straight or gay if yeah, they exactly. were sexualizing heterosexual heterosexuality in schools exactly that would be people would come after that so hard but somehow yeah. because it's they're talking about gay stuff that makes it acceptable that that doesn't make any sense oh, totally that was the way they slipped it in with empathy because if you had if a stranger is going to teach my kids about any sex that's bad. I don't care if it's gay or straight, but they use this, uh, this astroturf movement of like, Oh, the gays need all this normalization in order to talk to kids about sex. Any sex talk to kids is abuse, especially when it's at a public school with all these strangers. And so that's where I differ from uh, some people. Like, I don't believe that heterosexuals should engage in like a lot of pr promiscuous, abusive hormone, you know, like, straight people will take hormone blockers so that they can have sex without condoms. And I'm like, that's where the technology starts. And that goes all the way to the kids. And this is coming from a guy who partied really hard. I mean, I was a Hollywood comedian for 16 years. I'm not exactly a prude when it comes to sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's like, but I, right. I understand logical consistency where it's like, okay, if you're going to be again, I'm against, I'm against abortion. I consider it a murder. But what does that mean? Are some women in a position where they don't feel like they have a way out? Yeah. So how do we deal with that? Well, we shouldn't be having sex without commitment because then you're putting a woman in a position because I get it. I get why women feel cornered and trapped and they're in all this college debt. They sleep with a guy. The guy's not going to be there for them. They feel overwhelmed, you know. But yeah, so I, I like well, to you're, you're, you're talking, problem. you're talking about something that makes people very uncomfortable because nobody wants to anymore take responsibility for the consequences of their action. Like the whole yeah, exactly. thing is weird because either, either it's a life or it's not a life. Right. And if it's a life, well, then what are we talking about here? 
Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's also, all scary. The, the rhetorical, because people talk about like uh, uh, various racial terms that dehumanize that promote violence. And so you'll have a term. Uh, we don't need to say any of the terms, obviously, but everyone knows the terms where you say, instead of saying this, you say this, which dehumanizes them, which could increase violence. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's the word fetus do? So it's a yep. baby bump unless you want to kill it. And then you call it a fetus. So that's word magic. So if someone's like, oh, that's a, uh, that's a beautiful uh, baby. I got a baby bump. It's like, yeah, cause it's a baby. And then if you just change the word and you name it something else, then it's now you can kill it. That, so, it really it does show the power of words like word, that oh, simple word magic change is everything word magic is everything do you know where the where the word racist originally came from it's fascinating i don't mm -mm. during the civil war there was a general named general pratt and all these american indian tribes wanted to maintain their heritage and uh they were called racist so if let's say like the iroquois wanted to maintain their their uh language and their they wanted to teach their own kids uh they famously said kill the indian save the man where it's like it was racist of the Indian to put their way of life ahead of the group. And so how it, that word is morphed and twisted. And then it went to Trotsky when Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, all these places wanted to have their own governments. The Soviet empire said that's racism, 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 because it, like I'm against white supremacy. I'm against somebody saying that their race makes them superior to someone else and that they can hurt that person. But uh, you know, a lot of American Indians in my life would say they they felt robbed of their heritage where they weren't allowed to speak their language, raise their own kids, celebrate their own religion. And that was where that originally came from. And so the word magic, like sexist means anyone who doesn't think a man can get pregnant. Like that's where we're at. Like it real that's sexist means you think there's a difference between men and women. It doesn't mean you want to oppress women. It's word magic. And it's and it triggers and demonizes and people just have these massive reactions and i'm like but a lot of people now are seeing the evil where it goes it's like oh yeah but a man can't get pregnant and they're like oh you're sexist now and it's yeah. like wait what no sexist yeah. means you want to hurt women or you think women are below you it's like no no sexist means you don't think women should be on the front lines of a, a hot war it's yeah. like no it's, it feels kind of weird though right to have someone with like a womb who could be a mom like running at a cannon and it's like that's sexist. And you're like, wait, what? I think most people are waking up to the idea that, that what the left will do is they will call everything sexist or racist or homophobic. And that's, that's all they have because they don't have any real ideas on how to improve society. I think people are starting to catch on to that. Now, some, something I want to say is like, I don't agree with everything you say. I definitely don't, but you definitely challenge me and make me think, and I would have a very hard time refuting some of the points you make like they're all grounded in logic yeah. they, when you really think about them they're not coming from a place of hate they're coming from a place of reality and logic um and what i hate is censorship it's dangerous for society and and you and other people like you have just been just been plucked out of society removed so we don't even get that influence we don't have people like you making the majority of the population think and we're forgetting how to think well, yeah, it's a complete inversion. Like the Roe v. Wade thing, I'm sure that uh, people are going to listen to that and be like, oh, I don't agree with that. Roe v. Wade was started by Margaret Sanger. It was originally called the Negro yep. Project. And the entire purpose was to make blacks extinct in America. Okay, yes, that's a true fact. That's a I'll, fact. I verify that she one. Yeah. She speaks at KKK rallies. The whole point was the eugenics program was failing because they were they were trying to take the testicles of the blacks. That, that when I'm, 
it's not just subversion, it's inversion. So uh, black Americans are 500% more likely to have an abortion. One out of two black conceptions are killed in the womb. So when people are talking about abortion and racism and all this stuff, it's not only not easily refutable, it's a jo- It's like complete inversion. It's like saying, okay, a woman's role of marriage is slavery for a woman. If a woman's married and she's barefoot and pregnant, you're destroying her life, all that. No, it's like when a woman's married and she has a man that protects and provides and she can be a mom, that's the best place for a woman. What the, the left or whatever these inverters people want to call them, they're saying, no, what we should do is put women without any male supervision in a college, get them drunk, get them addicted to drugs, teach them to hate their own skin. Mm-hmm. Then we'll get them an unpayable debt. We'll put them in a cubicle in an anonymous city tower. Then we'll give them a cat, some abortions, some depression pills. And then maybe by 39, she'll freeze an egg if she doesn't yeah. blow her brains out. Yep. All right, yep. That's actually the hatred of women. Yes. So when people look at me and they say, oh, so it's like my wife, we I don't know if, uh, if your listeners ever want to check it out, but we live in like a beautiful paradise. It's like so we have uh, greenhouses and goats and cows and alpacas. And my wife spins our alpaca. Well, she has her master's in engineering. I, I, I when I sold the condo in L.A., I paid off her debt. I, I joked that I bought my wife out of slavery because it is slavery. <laughs> You're not allowed to default on student debt. It's modern slavery. The government yeah. owns the note on it. And so my wife now gets to be around her children. She's wearing the violin this year. She's, I mean, I just had a meal where it was eggs from our chickens. You know, my wife made homemade uh, ranch with like, you know, homegrown garlic and homegrown this. And so our kids are like thriving and she's thriving. And when I met her, when she was doing the modern thing, it was like, you know, depressing and uh, sitting in traffic four hours a day and, being told that your value is if you get attention at a club and here's some Zoloft. And, and so I don't care if people say that, you know, sometimes people treat me like it, you know, that they don't agree with me and what I say is crazy, but uh, they're bummed that I'm censored. I'm like, well, what do you want to debate? You know, if I'm saying something that's vastly wrong, I'd love to hear someone's side, but cause there isn't a, a debate that that is the love of women is feminism. Like there, I, I've never heard an argument that makes any sense where it's like, Oh, based on female instincts and tendencies, we're going to make them a fighter pilot in debt on pills. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely insane. And so it's insane. It's yeah. insane. And, and women, um, I had a kid on this show by the name of Daniel Schmidt. He, he got a little internet fame for challenging the left, like on, on Obama's world tour for uh, misinformation. Yeah. And he, he told me about his school, like most kids at his school in Chicago, they're, they're girls. And these girls all are like on the, the career path to, to work. They're not interested in dating. And this is not how you have a happy and healthy society. And I know no. a lot of miserable women out here in Los Angeles. So the, the things you're saying, like, we're not even, a, we, we don't even debate them anymore. Like it's been settled by whomever Hollywood or, or the elites have d- decided that the pathway for a woman is to excel in her career, the same as a man. And we're not allowed to talk about it otherwise. And that's projecting for some bad things in our future. The, fa- the, the American family is breaking down. It's breaking yeah, the birth, down. The birth rates plummeting especially after a certain medical procedure that was just put on the population. Yep, don't say now, it. We've been canceled too many times talking about I'm that not one. Saying it. I'm not saying it, but it's so uh, it's like the birth rates dying. There's no replacement. That's why when people want to talk about 
mass migration being a problem. I'm like, well, mass migration comes if you don't have anyone to pick apples and, you know, build houses because the labor force has been so rocked because people aren't having children. And it's like, uh, yeah. did you and, know that, did you know that 2020, a year we were all locked in our houses was the first year we had a significant decline in babies in, right, right, right. in decades. It makes no sense. Everybody was literally locked at home, but there's no babies. That doesn't really oh, add up. And also, if you look at some of the, uh, the, 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 the sexual things they're promoting, it's to promote sterility. Like one thing, no matter how married two guys feel, a baby's never going to come out of someone's ass, you know, and that's all about, Probably and that's, not. I mean, they can try really, really hard, <laughs> you know, and I've known a lot of gays in LA that have tried really hard, <laughs> but nothing ever comes out of their asses. And so, <laughs> and so that's, that's about population decline. It's about, it's a conquering mechanism. Same with pornography. It's like when people are pumped full of pornography, they become very docile, lowers their sperm count. You know, these people are like wondering where sperm count is. They're like, oh, sperm count in the West is going down. It must be, it must be plastics or chemtrails. I'm like, how often did you whack off this week? You're like, <laughs> I don't know. I got to relax, man. Why? I'm like, you just got rid of all your sperm. Yeah, they're like, they yeah. don't even see it. They're like, the, sper the sperm count is on uh, bathroom floors all over America. That's <laughs> exactly. where it is. Yeah. You just destroyed your yeah. And it's like, I know these are tough realities, but it's just the, the ultimate freedom comes from like moral responsibility, because when you get moral breakdowns, that's when you get government tyranny, because if we can't control ourselves, you know, daddy Caesar comes in with an iron boot and that's just reality. Like I live in North Idaho where no one, like no one, it's sewn out like LA, like no, like we homeschool, everyone I know homeschools, we all grow our own food, you know? And it's like, um, everyone has a gun on their body. It's like just, and it's beautiful. It's like no crime, just gorgeous place. And so the problem is when you have people that can't control themselves or they're like, I don't want to own a gun. What if it goes off and shoots me? It's like, well, stay sober. Don't do that. <laughs> and they're like, but how am I supposed to No, I love drinking. <laughs> and you're like, all right, then don't, then don't own a, if you're going to get hammered, like don't have a gun on your body. They're like, uh, seems reasonable. You know, it's all about personal responsibility. And it's like, and so the gay stuff, it doesn't, it's not like I'm this guy that's like mad at any of those people. I'm just saying, if you normalize it, your birth rate plummets and it causes just a lot. And I don't, I don't want to sound cold with like economic problems, but if you don't have a family unit, you're basically breaking people into being little cogs that just get transported anyway. They need a, a low maintenance worker. Because yeah. like, I never cared about anything until I had kids. It's like, when I didn't have kids, I, they could ship me anywhere and I'd do any commercial, do any show, just any, they'd be like, you're opening for Julio Iglesias this week in Mexico. I'd be like, this true story. I'm like, crowd doesn't even speak English. I don't give a shit. But it's like, uh, the minute I had kids, I'm like, what kind of world are they inheriting? Like, we got to not just be terrible people, you know? Having kids does change it. Change, change that for me as well, 100%. Yeah. And, and I yeah. had them late. Um, so gay people, there, I, we all know kids who from a very young age, they were gay. So there's no doubt that people are, there's people who are gay. They're just gay. But there's a difference between that and accepting them for who they are and like, trying to influence kids. And I feel like that's where things are going, not necessarily with the gay stuff, but with the trans stuff. And it, interestingly enough, the LGBTQ seems not to care too much anymore about the G's. The G's are kind of out the door, which <laughs> well, is that, really, really yeah, that weird. Bit, that Dave Chappelle bit I did. Did you know, you know, I did that bit first too. Like you start with the L's and then you got the G's and the B's and then 
that that whole bit I did five years ago, word for word. It's like yeah. because the L's are the least are the most normal. And then you just keep going until you're at pedo- they're normalizing pedophilia. Yeah, Those well, they are. They, they actually are. Yeah. They are. Yeah, they're called minor attracted persons. Minor attracted people. Yeah, I've seen all the places. Under disgusting. what logic can you tell them to stop? They go, well, you can do your degeneracy. Why can't I do mine? It's like, and then right. that's why I got so crazy conservative is because they're right. It's like, okay, well, so what makes something wrong? And then you're like, and then you go, well, they're not old enough to consent. They're like, oh, no, there's nine-year-olds consenting. They love it. Yeah, and also and you're like, kids at 15 were getting married and having babies normally, you know, 60 years ago. So, right, right. yeah, um, so, all right, it's, just crazy. it's just crazy. Yeah, and it's just normalization. And if people, it's about, have you ever seen the mouse utopia experiment? No. Well, I think that's a big part of it is they took this in the 70s. They took uh, an environment that resembled a city for mice. It was unlimited food. And they, and that was it. And no predators. And their population skyrocketed until they all, be, swear to God, they all became gay and they all died. They became gay cannibals. What? Yeah. So they put mice. No, what's, all the men. What's the rationale behind them all becoming gay? What happened there? Okay. So it's what happened. So, so they take all these mice. It's fascinating. They've done this a few times and they give them an environment that represents a modern uh, city where they have no uh, presence of any threat and they have unlimited food. So the males start over grooming themselves where they I just see. lick themselves all day. The females get very aggressive towards the males and start eating them. And the population goes to zero. Yeah. The threat of the cat. And yeah, the- you're describing kind of every futuristic dystopian movie ever. They yeah. kind of all play out that yeah. way. All societies go towards this. And we, you know, we saw this in Greece and, and Rome where, where this, the, the civilization becomes so advanced and so ahead of everybody else. And life is so easy that they all just kind of, be, start living that lifestyle and then they collapse. It's happened yeah, over and like over in world history. Rome, yeah, the fall of Rome, like Alaric and all, and the Visigoths and all these, you know, Germanic barbarians were more civilized. When they came to Rome, they were just looking at like orgies in the streets and everyone's puking on themselves and they're like, what? And they just took it. It wasn't like yeah. they had to fight Rome. Right. Roman society became so decadent. And that's why I'm like, right. not mad at gay people. I'm like, in fact, I have there's I have listeners that are like really happy that I helped encourage them to get a garden and stop being so decadent. Because one thing about the gay lifestyle can be extremely materialistic, where where it's all about you know marble and Porsches and abs and you know they get very uh, into the material. And I'm like, you guys got to start looking at dirt yeah. and garden. And they're yeah. like dirt. And I'm like, well, that's not hey. just the gays. That's all of Los Angeles. And if 100%. Los Angeles was invaded right now, we we couldn't beat up my kids junior high. Like we're 100%. in trouble. Yeah, that's why I'm not. I really want to stress that I'm not going at the gays. It's like I get it. I understand what you're saying. Overall, it's because I think a lot of quote unquote gays aren't even very sexually active. They're just like they're just like into the material and they're very chill and they like like wine and sailboats. Like it's not like. Like '80s gays were like hardcore gays. Yeah, you know, you know you're yep. meeting in truck stop bathrooms. You're dressed like a village person. Now it's a lot more just about comfort and like pistachio nuts, and <laughs> so it's it. it well, who's the, who's the uh, gay comedian? He's very popular now. Kind of fat guy, white guy. He's got a great podcast. Uh, I can't think. Tim something. Tim. Uh, Tim Dylan. Tim Dillon. Yeah. And he yeah, says, yeah. he says that they've taken all the fun out of being gay. Like hundred percent. No, that's the thing is like, <laughs> they don't fuck anymore. Best, that's what he says. They don't fuck anymore. It's no, all about political justice. Friends, 
that's where a lot of my opinions come from. Like people don't realize how ingrained I was in the gay community in LA. Like one of my best friends, Nick Swartzen, I used to go on the road with him. I know all about the gay community and like, um, they complain constantly about how much it sucks. Now they're like, we don't want to be married and have children. We're gay. You know? And the whole thing was like, it they does. enjoyed their like vampiric world of like, Oh, sneaking off and going to a gay bar. And now they've been, they've been turned into like crate and barrel gays and they like, they, they hate it. And yeah. so, it's I mean, there's nothing more corporate right now than being gay, right? We 100%. Like, imagine yeah. being gay. like a lot of people that are annoyed by the LGBT <laughs> understand a lot of gays are annoyed by it. Like, yeah. it's not like they're always pushing for more. Like, that they, they'll probably they're scrolling through Twitter and they're like, wait a minute, Nabisco shredded weed is now into sodomy, you know, because it, <laughs> it like part of the whole allure of it was being like a that's why I don't understand why all these comedians sold out. Like, the comedian's supposed to say the shit. It makes people a little uncomfortable. And so that's part of the fun. Like we're supposed to be outlaws, you know, we're not yes. supposed to be like comedians were outlaws. And so, and so were gays. And that was part of the fun of being gay. I mean, I'm not gay, but I, at least the people I know, that's, that's what they say. Part of the fun of it was being on the outside of society being, you know, exactly. counterculture. It's not counterculture anymore. And now but, I'm counterculture with what used to be. Oh, you sure are. You know what I mean? It's like, it, I mean, it's more. Fun. It's definitely more more counterculture and probably more dangerous to come out in Hollywood as a conservative than a trans person. Like the trans person will yeah, get celebrated, the conservative will get a million dollars in a BMW. It's like, yeah. you know, Bruce Jenner ran, killed a woman in a traffic incident. Yep. And then that was swept under the rug as soon as he and then he was woman of the year. Yeah. I want to, yeah. I want to shift gears a little bit to bear Terrier because you, you've already brought up a, a, a ton of things that might have people thinking, you know, maybe, maybe it's time for me to start taking care of myself, figuring out how to feed my family, figuring okay. out how to, you know, take, not re, be reliant on this government that seems to not really have my best interests at heart. Two questions. Number one, we're, we're building, my family's building in Montana and inflation is just kicking us in the dick. Like it's not making this a good process. So I'm wondering how much of inflation has affected what you're doing up there. And number two, like if someone prices. is interested, what would be the, the first step they should take? Great questions. When you say inflation, do you mean land prices? Like, what are you referring to? I mean, like to build like the material cost, the labor cost, everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's insane. That's also a supply chain breakdown. I think we're actually going to have a, a boomerang now. I think it, I think because what happens with centralized control is uh, it goes like crazy. Like it, it might be, you know, wood might be a dollar in a day and then a thousand dollars. It's just nonsensical. So I say like, you know, look for deals <laughs> because they're there. And another, like one of my main things I recommend to people is community because like, for example, I have an extra chicken coop that I gave to a friend, you know, like that chicken coop right now at the store would be $1,500. It's like, so the more community you have, especially rural community, because people have a lot of stuff they're not using. And so if you know, my, my uh, thing I tell people is 10 people within 10 miles, like no 10 people within 10 miles, like forget about the internet, 10 people that are within 10 miles of you. And when you're like that, you can add value to your own battery. I learned a lot from the Mennonites and the Amish and people like that, that, um, you know, like we could sell egg a dozen eggs for a dollar and still profit because they're so cheap. But you go to a store three miles away and they're six dollars. And it's like, why? So you have to pay for them to just travel all over the world. So when it comes to money and inflation, and all that, I, I don't know what the future is for land value, but 
the reality is a lot of people saw this and rural land went up a lot in the last yeah. few years. And that's sure why a did. lot of people are very grateful to me because I, I steered them in the right direction on like five Ponzi schemes. You know, I was like, get land now, you know, get land now. And people are like, eh. And then they're getting land for two, three grand an acre. And now it's like 50,000 an acre. Yeah. And they're like, you know, and so, um, I, you don't need a ton of land is one of the main things is a lot of people, they, they watch like Yellowstone or something. And they're like, well, like I only, I live on 10 acres, which is a lot if you live in LA, but you can have one acre and be completely food self-sufficient. And so that isn't that expensive. And so, um, you know, a lot of people fantasize about the hundred acre ranch. That's really hard to take care of. Yes. And really expensive. Yeah. And then also, um, how to just start off. I always tell people to start with chickens cause they're super cheap, super cheap and really in a, uh, really low maintenance. Like my Let, house. Let's, let's talk about the chickens. Let's dig a little more. Cause we, have, you know, we're in Redondo beach and we did the chicken thing. Redondo beach. Yeah. And right here in Redondo beach, we, these chickens attracted every predator oh, yeah, in yeah, Southern yeah. California. I was out there in Redondo beach on my back deck every night with a pellet gun shooting raccoons and, nice. and possum and everything. Like, how do you, how do you manage to keep predators away in Northern Idaho where I'm sure it's much worse? We have, we have like none. It's the exact opposite. Like where you live, it's so, it's so uh, fractally metaphorical. There's just predators everywhere. <laughs> Rather than yeah. just like human predators or records. Yeah. Like we have a, you know, I never lose any, I've never lost a goat, never lost a cow. Really? We lost one duck in the last year and a half and we let them free range. Yeah. Really? There's so much stuff they can eat. You know, predators around here, it's like, like if you live in Redondo Beach, they're like, you hear one chicken, you know, the predators are like, yeah, ah, they're probably okay. coming from miles around, you yep. know, it's like where I live they're you know, right over, right. You know, a hundred yards that way is probably like a dead moose they can eat. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I see what you're saying. It's like, it's like the same if, if the shit hits the fan with, um, what we might be expecting with food shortages, like we're not going to do so great in LA. It's kind of the same with the animal situation. The animals here are a little bit hungrier because there's, there's nothing to yeah, eat. Yeah. Do you okay, have a desalinizer? I'm sorry. You have a desalinizer? No, no. I get one of those. They're, yeah. It's on the list. Yeah. Because you live next to tons of water. Right. Right. But unless you can get the salt. out. If you, if you can get the salt out, it's that's like the biggest resource. Yeah. So that's, that's big. I would recommend that. And then, or, you know, if you want to just get into like growing stuff, growing tomatoes is really fun. A lot of, cause I don't think that it's going to be zero food in the grocery store. Like I'm no. not that do I, I just think it's going to get more and more expensive and more and more, uh, le and less and less nutritious. For but sure. I don't, I don't see a time when you can't go into a store and buy food in America. Like, yeah. Speaking of nutrition, like getting back to eating, like what I'm sure you're eating out there, like animals and plants, you got to be feeling better. Like you go to the grocery store. Now, if you pick anything off the shelf and look at it, it's like 50% corn, no matter what you're picking yeah, yeah, off the shelf. And this totally. isn't even like corn from like the Indian days full of nutrients. This is like GMO corn. That's completely devoid of anything except empty calories. Like exactly. they're literally feeding us just shit out here. And that's why a lot of people feel like shit. They're eating shit. You feel like shit. Bro. I, I think it actually leads to degeneracy too. Like that's the irony is like, I don't even know what gay means. You know, like I used to, I, I was joking with a gay guy recently that uh, I was basically a gay guy that liked women for a while. Right? Like my lifestyle <laughs> right, wasn't that. Tell me different. what that means. 
it's kind of like just going from city to city and meeting women uh-huh. in bars. I'm like, you know, it was, it was a very anonymous kind of destructive sexual lifestyle. And then getting more healthy, you don't even want to do that. Like you don't crave alcohol like you did. You don't crave, um, you know, the cortisol stress hormones. And I know that sounds like a weird segue, but it is related. I think that a lack of nutrition definitely leads to depression, anxiety, um, uh, you know, a fiendishness. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, they, they fiend things when they don't have magnesium and all the, all the yeah, like my, my food and my whole world has changed since I started eating homegrown stuff like raw milk, unpasteurized, unhomogenized, just raw milk right out of the udders every day. We make our own butter. We make our own cheese. All That's of it. amazing. And it's yeah. like so many, I used to have way more like sadness in my life and, and just like, uh, like cravings, whether it was like alcohol or sugar. I don't have any of that now. Interesting. That, that's fascinating. I, I, I have a different theory. I've kind of thought about uh, in terms to the lifestyle. I kind of feel like all men are disgusting perverts. So when you remove women from the equation, there's a lot of disgusting shit happening. And then when you try to make the women behave like men, society right. kinds of fall apart. Like, like women kind of women kind of keep the men in check. What, but you're saying that you think what we eat kind of might make us a little bit like that. Am I understanding correctly? A little correctly? more fiendish, yeah. Have you ever heard my bit about that? About uh, no. About I gotta send you some. My male female stuff is like you. You'll really enjoy it. About the uh, I do this long Canon and D like you know like like that. I'm doing that. It, it's interwoven with a lot of different jokes, but it's like, hey, ladies, you know that feeling when you see a bag at the mall and you want it, even though you already have one, but you want to. You know, so I do this long thing. It's like you're at the shoe store. And you're like, I like those shoes. And I want to know what it's like to be inside of those two. I'm like, that's how we feel about them. <laughs> yeah. You know, where it's like women will yeah. crave the material items and men will crave women. Yes. But it's the same thing. And so women will die laughing at that because it kind of puts uh, the perspective in line. But even that, it's like, I think you're a lot, it's a lot easier to be monogamous when you live in natural environment because it's just like you want to have as many kids as you can and you want to grow like an, like a, like a nation. It's not about like impressing women. It's about like being with one woman and really like laboring with that woman. And and so I've gotten a lot happier from that because the natural cycle is so honest. It's so like, you know, this is what a predator is. This is what a prey is. If you don't, that's also how all of humanity was up until about 40, 50 years ago is like, that was the natural thing to be monogamous and make as many kids as you could. And that's yeah. not something I think most people desire anymore. So you, you might be onto something with, with the way we're treating our bodies. Yeah. And we're being farmed. And I think that, uh, being at like a, a homesteader, like myself, I can see right through it. And a lot of people can't because they've never called a herd and I'm watching this. So so to get a, to milk a, a goat, I did, I've done whole videos on this that have went viral as long as they're allowed to, because I don't use certain language in these so they can go viral. But so you get a goat addicted to the grain, which is like corn syrup and pornography. And then you put them in debt, which is a stanchion around their neck. And then you milk their future <clears throat> and you do it over and over again. It's about finance. And so mm-hmm. if you're so what I when there's too many males, what do I do? I castrate them and I tell them they're brave and they're beautiful. It's like, it's so obvious. It's so, and then you, uh, you just keep their, the herd moving. And so the calling of the male population. And so when I'm watching the financial system where it's like, okay, they need you in debt 
and they want to give you the grain and then they take your future labor milk, 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 you know? And then like when they have too many males, they will start a castration program and they'll call it freedom, you know? And it's yeah. like, Oh my God, this is fascinating. Yeah, that's kind of spot on. I mean, I got to think that one through a little bit more, but that's, that's, that's pretty spot on. And there's, I mean, there's no doubt. I recognize that probably in my early thirties about the debt. I went to college. I got a master's degree. I came out owing a hundred thousand dollars. I paid that off about four years ago. I'm 49. So it took me a long freaking time. Um, and that debt had me trapped in a profession I did not enjoy or want to be in for two decades because it was the only way I could pay off that debt. I even tried to do uh, bankruptcy. Well, you can't get out of your, your debt with bankruptcy. Like the government owns that. So that's how, our society runs on debt. And it's another reason why a little bit of like they promote inflation. They say 2% inflation is good, whatever. They've let it get out of control now, but they want 2% inflation because that's society is running on debt. So if we have deflation or no inflation, the whole thing falls apart on them. All money is debt. That's the crazy. It's like the craziest thing is all fiat currency is an IOU. It's a promise to pay. The entire thing is debt. And so, mm-hmm. and that's why debt's outlawed in the Bible. It's how you destroy a nation. Usury, usury and sodomy is like, those are how you destroy a country. And so, because it's taking that, which is sterile and making it fertile and that, which is fertile and making it sterile. You're saying, okay, money can have babies. And you're like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> and so, yeah, it's really fascinating. And when I say sodomy, I'm not just, it's not a shot at gay, because I think sterilized heterosexual sex is the same thing. It's like when you get women, like my wife used to be on the pill when we first met, it's like when you get someone to wake up in the morning and accept sterile sterilization, that's that's the same thing. It's all the same thing. It's like a sterile existence. Okay. Let me get, let me give a little pushback on this just so I can hear your answer. So, you know, we all, we all love the pill and we all love fucking right. So you, you take that away. Some people aren't going to like that. I might not like that a little bit, but, um, is global population at all? I mean, is that a concern? Like if everybody's making 10 babies question, that's a good question. Uh, I see where your head's at. Like, I, I tend to not think that there's a population problem, but then my friends who have been to like Calcutta and cities and certain sprawls are like, it's really bad and stuff. But I think that's more materialism. I think if, if people live naturally, there wouldn't be a population problem. I think that overconsumption urban living is a population problem. And I think it's whether or not there's a billion people or 50, if your whole world is consumption and like you're in opposition to natural cycles, like my carbon footprint is less than zero. I don't even know if that's any of that shit is real. Like, I don't know. They, I mean, they're constantly doing lies, but like the amount of greenery and, and life that I, my, I bring every day outbalances any of my consumption. And so yeah. you're probably running a negative actually. Yeah, no, it is a negative. I think it's like, um, and not that I even know what that is. Cause I think that the, the green stuff is to centralize control of transportation. So I'm not buying it anyway, but I think if people lived like a a natural existence without this massive material consumption, um, we wouldn't have a population problem. And uh, yeah, yeah, well, well, yeah, here here, and here's the thing: there, Uh, you already covered how how society operates on debt and all money is debt. Um, And to keep that debt going forward and keep inflation going forward, you need a lot of people. And to feed a lot of people, you got to produce 
cheap GMO, food yeah, on a massive exactly. scale. So it all feeds itself. And that's how why we have this unhealthy population who is going in all these bad directions. It's all circular 100%. to feed the debt machine to keep the fat cats fat. Exactly. That's why I'm all about self-ownership and not blaming because I've done whole rants about like it. So who's the bad guy? Like, who do you blame? Why? And what would you do about it? I'm like, without GMO, a hundred million people would die. Like you just switch it off and it sucks. It's terrible. But it's like, when you have all these people that you're feeding that, that are not growing their own food, you, you like, I've had to weed my own pasture. It's a nightmare. It's like eight acre pasture. And I'm out there because I don't like chemicals. I'm all hippy dippy about that shit. And I'm like, I'm like weeding it. It takes days and then it just grows back. And then you yeah. just see how could you possibly weed like a 50,000 acre soy pasture? You don't use chemicals. And so, yes. and so that's where it all comes from. And so that's why I'm trying to live what I'm saying and not be super condemning to other people. Ironically, even though I've been called that, I'm actually not. I'm like, until I get my house in order and live the way I want to, like the way where I'm not a parasite, who the hell am I to tell anyone else what to do? Well, you, you sure are uh, practicing what you preach and that's fucking awesome. I'll listen to anybody who like lives the way they, well, I, I hate nothing more than a hypocrite. You're definitely not that. And there are a lot of people out there who just bitch and bitch and bitch and bitch. It's all over the airwaves yeah, totally. on both sides. And they don't, they don't do anything. I love that there's guys like you. And then you have people like, uh, Ben Shapiro at the Daily Wire, who's building his, a whole new uh, Hollywood, essentially for conservatives. I don't, you know, I don't love everything he's doing, but I like that he's he sees a problem and he's taking action and trying to make change as he sees necessary. Too many people are sitting on the sidelines doing nothing. Like if you got a problem in your life, I, I always tell my wife, if you if you have a problem, what's the problem? What can you do about it? Do that thing, and then forget about it. Right. Like we need, yeah. we need to take action. You're, you're, yeah, I think you're, the, the, yeah. That's where I think the difference really is like, you know, the isms, I don't, I can't even follow what it means. Cause I live very libertarian, but I can't understand how to apply that to government because how could you stop certain, you know what I mean? But I live and I live a very, uh, you know, what's it called? Non-aggression principle. Like I yes. live that way, but I don't know how I would scale that to a government, but I think the difference in people and I get along with all different kinds of people is doers and bitchers. It's like whatever you do, I think we live in a free will realm. Doers where it's and like, bitchers. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like free will. You have the free will to create the world you want to see. It, it really is that simple. And you're, that's why I'm not super draconian about like punishing people that are doing stuff that I think, you know, like I'm not, I would never be like, Oh, round up the gays or anything like none of that. I'm saying it's, it's like I, I recommend people not pursue unhealthy lifestyles or to exalt or put sex on a pedestal like that. Like that's my message. And so because I think what you reap, you, you sow, you reap what you sow. And so the, the seeds you're planting do come back. And I planted a lot of shitty seeds in my life and they came back horribly. They and really also, do. Yeah. And yeah. I planted some really good seeds and they've come back great. And so. Mm -hmm. At 42, I do have a, like a weird amount of life experience. And that's why I like to, to just uncensorably share this stuff with people. Cause you know, I might be wrong. Maybe you listen, you're like, Oh, you don't get it. You know, this, that, and that's fine. But like, I'm definitely not lying. Like one of my slogans is I might be wrong, but I'm not lying. And that's all you can expect from anyone. It's like, yeah. I am re reviewing and saying what I see in the world. And I know that the worst thing you can do to someone is twist and, distort reality to serve an agenda because 
then that person is now working off a distorted reality. And that, you know, it's, it's like this never ending shitty domino effect, you know? Yeah. I appreciate that about you. That perfect statement. I might be wrong, but I'm not lying. Like you're telling the truth as you know, and a guy there's, you know, Joe Rogan, I'm sure you're familiar. The reason I believe his podcast, I, I was listening to his first podcast, like literally the first one, cause I'm a big fan of his comedy. I used to go see him all the time. The reason his podcast got so big and he got so popular isn't because he's the smartest guy. He's a good communicator, but it's because he tells you the truth as he understands it. The same, the same as a guy like you, like people, people want other people out there who are telling their truth, even if they're wrong. When you turn on CNN or you turn on MSNBC or you turn on Fox, even, you know, they're lying to you. You know, you're being just straight up willingly lied to. Let me ask you about this. So I don't, I don't know how much you, you follow current news anymore. Probably not that much, but Sri Lanka right now, Sri Lanka. Am I saying that right? I think so. Sri Lanka. They're, they're starving to death up there and they're revolting against the government. They have a 98 score in the ESG score, which is environmental social governance. It's how they determine whether or not a country is living green, right? They have the highest of everybody yet they're starving to death. It's a direct result of their woke leftist policies. That shit's coming to America. Some people here. here. Yeah. yeah, Well, I'm saying people starving to death is going to be here shortly. Um, Do you think, do you think people will start to wake up and do you think we can say, is America salvageable at this point? A hundred percent. Like, of course it's like uh, certain systems. I don't think are, but I, the people, the nation is the people. It's not the government. It's not the country. It's not a land area. It's the people. And I think a lot of people are salvageable. And I think the ones that aren't are going to choose not to be because they, some people don't want to be here. Some people have given up. Some people have been overtaken by like sin and demons and shit. And I know a lot of these people and they're just like, they can't wait to get out of here. And so those people I don't think are going to do well. And also another thing I want to add about, I might be wrong, but I'm not lying. It's also important to be able to change your mind. And I think it's important to be able to um, accept other people changing their mind and having, and, and like over time they've changed how they view the world and not to care. Because if we want other people to wake up and see some of these policies for what they are, they're going to have to change. And if we immediately attack them for changing and uh, then, then no one ever will, they'll just keep mm-hmm. uh, doubling down. Yeah. And I've been in that boat. I've changed my mind about a lot of people and things. And, and, um, and people are like, Oh, look, look what you said three years ago. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I thought that three years ago. Yeah. It's like, so I, and, and who the hell is anybody to judge me? It's like so many of these people are so morally bankrupt when people mm-hmm. are like, like, the, like a lot of quote unquote Democrats. I'm like, you voted for a guy who molested kids on C-SPAN. Like, <laughs> like you're not going to judge me for, for my opinions on sterility. Like what? Yeah. You know, like the dude droned a bunch of kids just to change a news cycle. I'm like, these are like vampires, you know, and I have a lot of flaws and I sometimes rant and, but I'm a comedian. I'm supposed to like, my job is like a masseuse. It's like, when you feel a knot, when someone's like, Oh, how dare you? You know, I'm like, Get oh, in there. how dare you? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like when someone's like, oh, I, I can't talk about that. I'm like, ooh, that's the spot. <laughs> and then people think I'm being like a dick. I'm like, dude, that's my job. If I didn't do that, I'd be failing anyone who paid money to listen to me. Yeah, you know, it's absolutely. Like if, a, if a masseuse won't go with your knots, then get a different masseuse, you know? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what you said about changing minds. Very true. And I think that's a problem we're having right now. For people, for people like myself who were very anti-lockdown and anti uh, the the magical injection two years ago, um, we're now being proven right, 
And some people are starting to see that. And, and, and our side, what we should be doing is welcoming them and embracing yeah, them and saying, good job. But what you see is a lot of, I told you so. And that, that, that just brutal. divides us more. You, you got to yeah. be willing to change your mind. You got to be, and if someone changes their mind, you got to be willing to say, awesome. Yeah. And think That's about it. the hell someone's in. If they did take a certain magic thing and they realize what it does now, like the last thing they need is us to browbeat them. You know, like the time to be a dick was before. Like when I used to be like, if you take this, you're an idiot, you know, because they still had an ability of not to now that they have the last thing you want to do is just abuse them. It's like, it's important that they don't, that they know moving forward about all the other opportunities to take magical, magical mystery uh, liquid. But, you know, to treat them like lepers or to treat them uh, like, you know, like a lesser, because I believe in evil. Like, I think there is a objective demonic evil, like a Satan. And what Satan clearly wants is for us to dehumanize each other, where it's like, where it's like, you know, calling out evil is great. Calling out bad behavior is great. But to be like, you're not human. I'm going to dehumanize you because you took this injection is, is clearly satanic. And so it, at this point, it's a lot more about helping them get healthy, you know, with like eating better exercise, raw milk. You know, raw milk is great for a lot of magical mystery liquid. It's like uh, um, Aldous, I think his name's Aldous Vonderplanets. He's this uh, health guy who was very injured by magic juice. And he uh, he figured out all these protocols. And one of the main things is uh, is raw dairy. And that's one reason why American yeah, but can you, isn't lot. it illegal raw dairy in like it most is, places? Yeah. So how yeah. do you, how, how would somebody even get that? You, know, you gotta know, about- you gotta know a bigot racist homophobe like me lives in the <laughs> country. Well, no, well, now we're getting to the point. Bigot racist homophobe <laughs> Owen Benjamin. I'm also a, gi- a height supremacist. Cause I only like tall people. <laughs> how tall are you? Six, eight. Goodness. Yeah. Shit. yeah I'm a giant. I knew I'm you were tall. I didn't know you're that tall. That that's legit. Giant status. Wow. What well, is? It was like, you know, every time I see a little guy with a with a slingshot, I get a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Owen. Uh we're coming up on time. You've been a pleasure and, and enlightening. And I hope uh so our, our audience is a big audience of parents. It's people who are independent thinkers, mostly libertarian. I know you said some things that are gonna get some people's gooses and they're not gonna like ironic, it. Though? But yes. isn't that deeply ironic that the yes. libertarian freedom people 100 percent yeah, they have sacred cows. And so a lot of people call me the sacred cow slaughterhouse. And so when people have those sacred cows and just, just understand that that's my job. And so don't be defined ironically, like the offended libertarian is, is, is preposterous. And so it's kind of like, you know, the, the prude prostitute or the politically correct comedian. It's just like, it's, it's a joke in itself. And so just watch for that because I, I, I instinctively, I used to think I was an anarcho-capitalist. I instinctively am like, let people do what they do, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I came across some pretty evil people in my life. And so it's tough for me to understand how an instant, like how there are people, like if the government fell where I live, there's, there's method, you know, compound people that would come down from the hills and it would be a nightmare for a lot of people. So, but just know that if you felt like a, how dare you, or that I touched you the wrong way verbally, um, that's my job, you know? And so, and don't be a walking irony. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, even on the libertarian side has become a little too touchy and sensitive in the past few years. So yeah. Uh, where can they find you? Uh, where can they get more information? All that. 
Unauthorized.tv is where all my streams are. It's uh, five bucks a month, but that's because we uh, we have our own servers, our own platforms. I can't be uh, uh, taken down from there. If you uh, Perfect. But I do have places you can watch for free that still allow me, like bitshoot.com slash Owen Benjamin. I'm on Rumble Odyssey. Um, I'm also, you know, we have our own app. And then also unbearablesmedia.com is where all the, all my listeners' art is. Like a lot of them have made cartoons and songs. And it's a really big, thriving community. And um, yeah, I'm on, you know, Gab. And right now my Instagram, I'm sure it'll be taken down within maybe even by the time this is up. But it's, uh, I think it's bardking777. I've had 10 in the last few years, but you know, it'll get, it gets up to 10,000 listeners in like five days and then they destroy it. And that seems to be the number that's happened to us on Twitter twice. And it happened to us on Facebook. That seems to be what they do. Yeah. All right, Owen. Thank you so much. Really, really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, you too. Cheers.